Welcome, you're listening to The Baker's Notebook, a new podcast about home baking. I'm Stacy, a mom of two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers, one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking cranberry and pistachio biscotti by Nigella Lawson. Bake along with us. So Stacy, we're making biscotti this week. Why did you choose this recipe? Well, you know, the reason I chose it is because I've just never made biscotti. I've actually haven't eaten a lot of it either because it's typically, you know, something that people use to dunk in their coffee. Uh, and we're not big coffee drinkers. We, we like tea, uh, but we're not huge coffee drinkers. But I've always seen it and it always looks so yummy and it always looks so good. And the few times I've had it, I've enjoyed it. So I thought, you know what, this would be a fun thing to make. And I thought, why not do it for our show? gives me a good excuse to do it it's a different kind of technique because it's a it's a cookie that you bake twice and so there's not a lot of things that you bake and then kind of toast so I thought it was a good choice for us um, because it's a new technique I don't remember having biscotti when I was a little kid like we were a coffee drinking household but it wasn't fancy coffee we were drinking like my parents are of the generation that really like freeze dried coffee. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah, our our brand was Taster's Choice. And it's it wasn't a ritual, I think. Like Piscotti is from Italy and it's more of a it's more of a tradition. And so biscotti and espresso seems like such a different experience of coffee drinking than what it was in my in my family. Yeah, my parents were all about the Sanka. Sanka. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of uh, really, you know, high-end coffee in my house. Or and maybe that's why I'm not a coffee drinker. <laughs> not very much high-end anything in my house, if I recall. But, um, yeah, so coffee is just something that you grab on the way to work. You don't really think about it. And then to see something as, as fancy as biscotti. I didn't see this until I was maybe maybe like 10 or 11. We used to go to a store in L.A. I don't know if you remember but you didn't when did you move to LA or southern southern California I grew up in southern California but I grew up in Orange County got it yeah do you you remember a store called Fedco yes totally yes I remember Fedco okay so Fedco was like a big occasion like we used to go to Fedco it was a it was like a club store, right? Well, so, I think you could only belong to that club if you were technically a federal employee. That's why it was called Fedco. This makes so, me wonder why we were members and if I'm outing, like, outing my parents. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. Oh, no. There were city employees and county well, employees. I, no, but I think that counts. I think, I think that actually counts. I think that goes under the umbrella. Oh, you know, think, my parents, yeah. my dad's kind of shady, you know? So anyway, we used to go to Fedco and they had this like deli. They had a deli section where you could get sliced meats and different things like that. That I remember as a child. And they used to sell a brand called Stella Doro. There were these Italian cookies in red, white, 
and um, green packaging. And there was a package that they used to sell that was biscotti. And they used to um, sell it right by the, I used to argue with my parents to see if we could get a package. <laughs> and one day they bought it and I was like, yes, I got some Stella Doro cookies. And then I had one and I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Because <laughs> it was hard? or it like, was, Yeah, it wasn't. Like the packaging to me was so exciting as when I was a kid, like, oh, this is really interesting. I want to try it. It looks so nice. But then like you're a little kid, you're used to like, I don't know, Chips Ahoy or something really right, sweet. Right. It was crunchy, but it had like aniseed flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's not, it wasn't a familiar taste to me. Right. And so I was like, totally not interested in biscotti <laughs> for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, uh, you know, getting into college and starting to, you know, Starbucks was coming up around the time I was 17 and 18. You start to be interested in a coffee culture. And then I tried my first biscotti in those packages. And they're just so crunchy and fun to eat. And I just felt like an adult that, you know, I'm a biscotti fan now. (laughs) Yeah. Although (laughs) I didn't, I guess. In college, though, you know, you go to the coffee house and you study mm. and you're like, oh, yeah, I need a snack. So I'll get the biscotti. But then right. I'm sitting there dipping mine in hot chocolate. So I don't know if I really <laughs> felt like that much of an adult. But <laughs> as, an, as adult as we could be, you know, like, oh, caramel macchiato. I'm really, really sophisticated. <laughs> so this is a really uh, straightforward recipe. Like, I didn't know how simple it is to make biscotti. Yeah, I always thought it was difficult to make, but I guess it's not so much that it's difficult, but that it's a little bit more time consuming, I guess, when you consider that you do have to bake it twice, right? Right. So you bake it and then you you slice it and then you take those slices and bake it again. So in that sense, it does take a little bit more time in terms rather than a traditional cookie. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't really consider baking time like a lot of my time because it's, you know, I put it in the oven and I walk away. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't concern me that much. So I'm I'm kind of curious if you just followed the recipe the way it was written or if you made changes because a lot of my notes are the changes I made uh, based on what I had in the house mm-hmm. and also flavorings that I thought my children would enjoy more than the way it was. Just like you said, you know, traditionally a lot of times there's like anise. This recipe doesn't have anise, mm-hmm. um, but it did, for example, have nutmeg. And my oldest is not a fan of nutmeg. So I replaced that with a, an eighth of a teaspoon of cardamom. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. So that sounds yummy. It, it actually really was. I also replaced the pistachios. This is like, you know, I'm one of those people who annoy me when you read the, the reviews of something and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this recipe was, you know, either great or awful. And these are the substitutions I made. Right? Yeah. And it's like half the recipe is <laughs> yeah. totally different. But, mm-hmm. but I can say I didn't really, I don't feel like I really changed the recipe. I changed the flavorings of the recipe. Right. Um, and in the recipe itself, it says use different kinds of nuts, use different kinds of does. fruits, whatever you so, like. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote, you could swap the pistachios and cranberries for other nuts, dried fruit or chocolate. And um, I didn't do the chocolate, although the next time I think I might, but mm-hmm. so I substituted almonds for the pistachio nuts because I had almonds and I didn't have pistachios Mm -hmm. and I substituted dried cherries for the cranberries Mm -hmm. again because I had cherries and not cranberries in the house well almond Um, and cherry goes together really well too yeah they do right so I thought that would be great Mm -hmm. um and then instead of the finely grated orange zest because 
my kids don't really like orange flavor in things. I mean, mm-hmm. I know this isn't like a flavor. It's really the zest. But like they like they'll eat an orange and they like oranges, but they don't like eating things that taste like orange that aren't oranges. If that makes any sense. I guess so. But I mean, it's not like it's not like orange flavoring, you know, like yeah. it's an actual orange, which right, is right, right. strange that they wouldn't like that. Right. But they, they're not huge fans of like mm-hmm. orange zest in, in the, they like zem- lemon, but mm-hmm. they're not a huge fan of the oranges. So anyways, I changed that to a quarter teaspoon of almond abstract. And I figured that would also go well since I'm using almonds. Right. And cherries. So, yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And um, so mine were, was an almond cherry biscotti instead of a cranberry pistachio biscotti. And um, I think that flavor combination actually worked really well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's kind of a classic almond and cherry. So I think that if you use anything dry, like I didn't try the chocolate either. I was concerned that it would get too messy. Mm-hmm. But I think like if you use any kind of dried fruit that you prepare, prefer any kind of nut you prefer the only thing I would recommend because I did the recipe as it was written because Mm -hmm. I like all of those things like I like pistachios I like cranberries I bought the wrong kind of pistachios I bought roasted pistachios and when I made this um, they got too brown they were already too far cooked to participate in this recipe So so what kind of pistachios are you supposed to buy raw so I did it a second time and I bought raw pistachios from Trader Joe's Mm-hmm. And they were fine. I've also, I also did a batch with raw cashews and that okay. was really tasty. Yeah. Just make sure to use big raw nuts for this because like smaller roasted ones will burn. So as, the raw, yeah. the raw nuts, you wouldn't mm-hmm. just eat them then. Those, those are not snacking nuts. Like you wouldn't. I mean, we eat raw them. nuts in the house um, just because I never check to see if they're roasted or not. And then okay. <laughs> I eat them just. I don't mind a rana. It's nice. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I buy them from Trader Joe's raw pistachios, raw cashews. Both of these worked in the recipe. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's good to know. And it's really pretty. Um, I think that when you cut them, these would, the, the recipe as it's written would be a really beautiful, like Christmas recipe, I think like a good yeah. winter recipe, all of these things you can get during winter. You can get, you can get a fresh orange, at least in California, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal to get a fresh orange and mm-hmm. then pistachios and cranberries are dry. So right, right. you put it in and you cut it and it's a very beautiful red and green color and it's all natural. So I think those would be really pretty for, you know, maybe a cookie exchange or um, if you had people over just for coffee during the holidays when we can see people again, this would yeah. be a nice thing. To, or, or you could give it away as gifts because they last forever. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you could package it really cutely with like a nice red and green bow mm-hmm. in nice cellophane and give it to somebody who, you know, really likes coffee. Yeah, and um, they don't, they don't really go stale because they're already very dry. So they're yeah. not going to, they're not going to get weird. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have different ovens. You have... Uh, my oven, I'm fortunate that I have a convection setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this this is this recipe we actually got from um, Sainsbury's Magazine, which mm-hmm. is a uh, English production. Um, and so the recipes were all given in uh, metric. So mm-hmm. that included the oven temperature, right? So mm-hmm. it said 160 degrees Celsius uh, or fan. 160 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I just did the conversion. So that was 356 Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. What did you really, I'm guessing you didn't do 356, but what did you do? 350? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I did do 350. (laughs) And then I have convection. So when they say fan, that means convection and that Mm -hmm. would be 320. Mm -hmm. So I chose to do mine um, at the 320 convection. And I, I think it worked out really nicely. I, it, but I don't have anything to compare to other than yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I, I just, I just used 350 and did the yeah. recipe as, as it is. And it, they were fine. They were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great. It's good to know. It's good to know that whatever oven you have, this mm-hmm. recipe works. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's more of a drying action than any kind of super baking action like these are not it's not really cake it's not macarons it's not a meringue it it doesn't need it doesn't need a lot of baby so 350 was perfect for this and you just stick it in there and they dry out and they didn't I didn't really feel like they were on the verge of burning at any time like it was the right temperature okay that's great and then I I made a little bit of a mistake in terms of I think shaping my dough Hmm. Um, because it says Form the dough into a flattish, oval, ciabatta-like loaf, about 25 by 5 centimeters, which the conversion is about 10 by 2 inches, tapering the ends slightly. And I misunderstood what she meant by tapering the ends slightly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I should have just gone with the oval, ciabatta-like loaf and just stuck with that. Mm -hmm. Um, The tapering the ends, I interpreted it. And I think... The ciabatta made me think of bread. So then I'm like, well, taper, that's like a baguette. Oh, like a <laughs> sharp point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not what she meant. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's not what she meant. So um, it says you get it that it makes 15 mm-hmm. cookies. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I got 13 because I'm not counting the two ends. <laughs> The two, which were too tapered, the two like a biscotti, the two dangerous ends. (laughs) Although I ate those, Uh and they were delicious, just crunchy. I bet, yeah, yeah. They were they were delicious. They were wonderful, but you wouldn't serve them and call them biscotti. So funny, they just don't look right. So there's there's something that I wanted to say about this dough in particular is that there is a funny step early on where you whisk one egg and a little sugar together until it's really fluffy. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And the volume of that is, it should be a lot. Like it should be a lot of volume. It took me a long time to get there. It took me like 10 minutes to like get that consistency that it says. And it says, whisk the egg and sugar together until pale and moussey. The mixture should leave a ribbon like trail when you lift the beater. It reminded me of making like a sponge cake almost. Mm -mm, I could see that. Only it's a tiny, tiny amount. Like, <laughs> like I was making it and I'm like, one egg and like a tiny amount of sugar? And yeah. you want me to beat this until it's fluffy? And I'm like, what is, do you remember Zoolander? Did you ever watch Zoolander? And no, I okay, so it's ridiculous. But there's a character, he's a model, he's, he's Zoolander. And he wants to build this school for kids. <laughs> and it's just tiny, like they give him a model. And they're like, uh-huh. here's the school that you want. And he gets angry because he's like, the school is too small, right? He's like, yeah, anyway, it's a dumb joke if you haven't seen it. It's an extra dumb joke, whether you've seen it or not. But that's how I felt <laughs> while I was making this because it's one egg and like 
a couple spoonfuls of sugar and you're supposed to whip it like it's a cake and I'm like this is this did is you weird did you do this by hand or by I used you... I used the mixer and it's almost like it was such a small amount that I didn't think that it would like reach the beater yeah so I I feel like with my stand mixer mm-hmm. one egg is too small of amount oh okay um, so when I do this I do this by hand by um using a hand held oh got it uh one and so it's it's it did say whisk mm-hmm. but because it said when you lift the beater mm-hmm. at the end of that mm-hmm. I felt like it was okay to use my handheld uh beater which is not a whisk it, mm-hmm. it has those two you know it, do you know what I'm talking about it has that prong the two prong things that you yeah have, and that yeah the it's old, that. The, they're the old school beaters that are just like yes. four little bended yeah. parts. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's a pair of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I used, and it didn't it didn't take me that long. But my my egg was also at room temperature, and that helps. Okay, I didn't do that. I just, but so, it, I mean, it worked in my stand mixture. It just took a oh, long did time. It? Okay. Yeah. It just took 10 just, minutes, but the volume was enormous. It just went, I would say like three times what it was, maybe four. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cause yeah. it's not that much. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's almost like, this is not really a dough. It's almost just like this binding for your dried fruits yeah. and your nuts. Yeah. 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 It kind of reminded me of, um, have you ever made like spicy, spicy season nuts? Yes. With where you start with a egg white. Yes. And you have to whisk that egg white. Yes. Right. And then it goes all around the nuts and it makes that coating. And you're like, wow, how does this, how does this that's work? Kind of, yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of like Be- whisking that egg. And then, cause it's not, you're not making a batter. Like, no. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, see, it doesn't feel like a traditional batter, but yeah, it's, it, it's somehow. It has all crazy. the, it has all the ingredients of a dough, but it's such a small amount that it feels wrong. Like what's going yeah. on here, but it yeah. works beautifully because it's just yeah. there to bind all your beautiful other ingredients together. Yeah. Did you have trouble slicing this after it was baked? You know what? That's what I heard. I heard that's the challenge, right? Is that, Oh, to get it to slice and have nice slices. But I didn't I didn't run into that did you not really I think there's enough moisture in the in the cake or in the biscotti itself that it that wasn't really a problem no and how about getting through did so the nuts I used were um almonds that are already thinly sliced okay those those sliced almonds Uh uh-huh so it was really easy for me to slice through but with your pistachios were they like whole pistachios yeah they're whole and raw and the cashews Uh were whole and raw and I think there was enough oil in them that they had the right texture to not shatter like they sliced they sliced really well So you could still slice through it and not have an issue of the nuts right being okay I would recommend using large like maybe macadamia nuts would be really good in this (gasps) oh Ooh. I think so. And you so. think whole? Whole. whole I think. Because they're big. They're big. Yeah, I think it would be fine. <laughs> oh. And it would make it easier to slice if you had big, chunky, soft nuts. <laughs> Can you <laughs> In my opinion, yeah. I'm just thinking the macadamia nuts with the chocolate. With white, you with did white ma- chocolate, I would do. If, if, that would be really good, don't you think? I, I think that would be delicious. I wonder, though, because if you make it with chocolate, it would smear when you cut it because the dough is still warm when you're slicing, right? 
Yeah, that's true. They wouldn't be as pretty as they are with the dried fruit, in my opinion. It's something that I'd like to try, but I feel like they would yeah. be kind of ugly. And they might burn if you if you toast them a second time. What do you think? Let's see. The second time, it's 10 minutes. But it's still... And then turn yeah. over for another five. So it's 15. Hmm. Yeah. The white... I would think the white one might. Yeah. It might. I don't know. I, I don't know. But she writes in here, or chocolate. So... Hmm. She, she she said dried food or chocolate. We'll have to try it with yeah. chocolate and see yeah, what happens. We will. We will. Definitely have to try that. I have some white chocolate hanging out. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it might be this. <laughs> Marvis. Oh, this is a great gift. I sent it it's it looks like a little amount of dough, but it makes a it makes a good amount of biscotti. Yes. Yes. And so they're I, not huge though. No, they're not like so, the big kind that you buy and shrink wrapped. You know, like they're right. they're a nice coffee cup size yes yes they're like the width I felt like their length mm -hmm. was like the width of my teacup oh yeah like exactly yeah, you know mm -hmm. so and so I sent them with my husband to work and his coworkers really liked them they sent texts that were very nice I think they're a nice snack if you don't want a big like you don't want a donut you don't want a cinnamon roll you just mm -hmm. want something to go with your your coffee during your coffee break. These are really cool. I like these a lot. Yeah. 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 And, and they do keep well. And I think, yeah, especially if you don't put chocolate, you just stick with the dried fruits and nuts. Mm -hmm. They do keep well. And I think the combination of the dried fruits and nuts would also make you feel like you're having uh, something a little bit more substantial mm -hmm. in your snack mm -hmm. than just a regular cookie. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's some actual fruit and nuts in there instead of just chocolate and sugar <laughs> <laughs> which is fine but sometimes yeah. <laughs> sometimes you need a little bit yeah. more yeah. And, and I I also like them because I didn't find them overly sweet or mm -hmm. anything um I personally liked and and cranberries also I think are very similar to cherries in that they have that tartness mm -hmm. and I enjoyed that in this so overall I have to say I really thought this recipe was great and I think that it is very forgiving in terms of you altering what flavors and also very welcoming of you altering your flavors to right. whatever, whatever your household enjoys. It feels so. like, yeah, the recipe reads like a technique. So in that sense, yeah. like it's something that you can add to your baking repertoire and use again and again, depending on who you're cooking for. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. So Mia, you chose next week's recipe. What are we going to be baking? We're going to be baking focaccia from one of my favorite cookbook authors, um, Semi Nosrat. Oh, I'm excited. I love a good focaccia. Um, thanks for baking along with us this week. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. See you next time. Bye.